Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name's Everett, and welcome to our second episode of our... Uh, what are we calling this? I guess we don't have a name. Uh, Alien 3. This is over Alien 3. We're getting psyched and ready for Alien Covenant that's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, we had an Alien podcast back in October that you can go back and listen to, as well as an Aliens podcast last week. So, uh, other than that, there are spoilers for the movie, as well as Alien, Aliens, and the Alien comics. Uh, these three Alien movies that are spoiled, it's both the theatrical versions and the edits, cuts, secondary cuts, whichever for each. They have different names. So I'm going to stop rambling right now and let you get on and enjoy the conversation. I'm behind on movies, I just now realized. Because normally we talk about movies beforehand and I haven't watched hardly anything. I watched a movie. Yeah. I watched a movie as well. Yeah, it's an ad- I, ad- I watched an adaptation for, for an yeah. anime movie. What did you watch? Uh, Rayuni Kenshin. Do you, have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. No one, it's an no older, one ever. It's an old anime. Actually, it was really popular. Hmm. But, uh, no, no one ever. Um, How do you say it? Rayuni Kenshin. Kenshin sounds familiar, but yeah. I don't, not the other part. Rayuni. I don't know. I think it's... Um, I think it's a Japanese term for. I uh, know Ronin is an. And anyways, uh, it was good though. It was a live action. Uh, <laughs> it was a live action adaptation of an anime. Oh. And it was really good. What was so, it an adaptation of? Rayuni Kenshin. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. I didn't know if they changed the name around. No. I mean, it was part one. So there's uh, three other. Have parts. you ever seen Ninja Scroll? No. Go watch Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. That's one of the few animes I've seen that was pretty good. And Vampire Hunter D. It was a movie. I've heard of that one. It's good. Yeah. I've heard of uh, the Pokemons. Pokemon. Well, I think Rayuni Kenshin must have been around that time because the animation Pokemans. is a little bit similar. So it was definitely that older style. But it was really good. So I don't if anyone listening ever watched that as a kid, watch the adaptation. Pokemans. No, I didn't watch that as a kid. I, I, I watched Pokemon when I was a kid. I I try. I still I, watch it. With I, think you're saying it wrong. <laughs> I got I got Pokemans. so tired. Huh? <laughs> I think you're saying it wrong. It's Pokemans. No, it's Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon, but okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> she trapped you. <laughs> that was evil. <laughs> I don't know, man. I watched the cartoon and would. It's what you know. Pokemon. It's, high, they, it's, it's the only. It's the only reason like, you. Or the only way you can figure out how to say half of their fucking names. That's correct. Uh, yeah. That's true. Uh, they do the rap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. What did you guys watch this week? Free Fire. Was really? it good? Yeah. Is I'd it a pop star? Watch it again. Oh no, 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 pop star. <laughs> no <laughs> pop star. Uh, yeah, there was. We went movie. to the theater on Wednesday and watched Free Fire, which is a uh, A24 movie. Uh, that's all based in one set location. Oh, I like that. And it's really cool. Like, I'd never seen that before. Um, I don't. Yeah, think. one location and all. What do you call that? Like all one? It's not one run, but it's all uh, like one time. Oh yeah, the one it take. basically oh, it one take? No, no, not one not take. One but take. basically, the span of the movie was about the span of like it was real life. Oh, it was real of time. What happened. Yeah, that's the word. Real time. There was there was probably some stuff missing, uh-huh. but it was pretty it was close, close. It seemed. Um, it was weird. Uh, but Brie Larson. Uh, that's the only name Ar- I knew. Army Hammer. Oh, uh, what's the uh, Arm and Hammer? That's the guy's name, Chartol Copley, hmm. from uh, all the Neil Blomkamp movies. Right. Uh, if you 
if you want to try something weird, uh, it's all set in one location. It's Cillian pretty... Murphy. Sorry. No. He was in it, too. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. But uh, it starts with a C. It's called The Circle, and it's on... Uh, there was a movie that just came out called The Circle. There is, <laughs> but this is this was shot a couple of years ago, um, but it's all in one location, and it's kind of like... It's very much like poses a lot of interesting moral questions. Oh. It sounds like I don't like it. Sounds like yeah, can it, it's like ca- it. It, the concept. <laughs> it, the concept is is there's 24 people in a circle, and one of those people is meant to get out, but all the others have to die. And how to make that happen is everybody in there has to make a decision on who to kill. Oh, so it's like Survivor. Gotcha. It's a lot of talking, but it was an interesting yeah, film. Sounds- it's a shorter film. It's like 80 minutes, but it it goes by quick. You guys gotta stop. Oh yeah, she's jealous. We the three of us have spinny spinny chairs. Is that the right word? Spinny ride. Rotating chairs. Rotating chairs. So and for some reason we were all three rocking back and forth. And Kindle has a lawn chair. Here's the stupid thing. (laughs) A very small lawn chair. I I am the one who has ADHD. Who says we don't? Yeah, come on. You would know. (laughs) No, my parents never took me in to get it checked. Same. Yeah. I watched. Uh, my teacher told my parents that they should, though. Same. <laughs> Probably just had ADD. ADD is different than ADHD. My mom didn't want me to like be on meds or anything, so yeah. she's like, "No, no." I told my parents I didn't want to oh. get B checked, and I so was they too young. They had I mean, I would have liked having the attention of like having something wrong with me. No. Yeah. They give you pills that zombie you out. Well, yeah, no, I know that, but I, I didn't. That's the reason my mom didn't want it. But. And then they stopped. Because mm-hmm. you didn't like it. Yep. You're normal, right, Same. Matt? No. <laughs> He's like, no. Not, not at all. Not anywhere close. <laughs> no one's um, normal. Yeah. What is that? Um, I watched the movie. Uh, it was actually a documentary this week. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Like, you get some time. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's called uh, VHS Massacre, and it's all about like kind of the decline, the rise and decline of physical media. Oh, and so it's not related you know, to I would the love VHS movie? To oh, catch that and have a podcast over not that, but we did our Death of Puppets episode last year, and I'd like to do a Death of Physical, physical media. media. I, I would episode. love that, but I highly recommend it. It's Go check it out. VHS, VHS Massacre. Yeah. If you have Amazon Prime, it's on there. Ooh, we just lost we Amazon just Prime. Lost we got to get it signed back up eventually. But. So we're back. We're back at this, and Seth's excited, Am I? right? I no. can't tell. <laughs> I'm excited I, to I talk about excited. this, I, and I know Matt's excited for other reasons, but <laughs> I'm excited because me and Seth were having a little convo on the way from uh, dinner earlier, heading here to the studio to watch the movie, and I don't remember what we were talking about exactly. Neither of us. We we watched this along with Alien and Aliens last October to get prepared for the Alien podcast we did. And neither of us enjoyed the movie. Mm-mm. And you, you you were swearing to us that this version would would be a better <laughs> I, experience yeah. for us. Yeah. Oh, so you and watched a different we, version? We were, but we had both. Theatrical. Yeah. We, oh, yeah, for the listeners. we've we We're going to be discussing the, the theatrical and the assembly cut. Anyway, we were talking about how we weren't sure if it would actually change our minds. And then I realized this is a guilty pleasure of yours, Matt. 
It is. This has under 50% on both audience <laughs> and critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-oh. So tonight, you are going to... Well, you can talk about all your special features and all that that you're excited to talk about, but you're also going to have to defend this movie. <laughs> I will, because I will tell you that the assembly cut is so much better. Um, I've never appreciated it. I will tell you when I was a kid. Okay, so um, when I was younger and I saw this film... Uh, I saw the I saw the case before, and like I saw Sigourney Weaver on it, and I was like, it was at a not even at a blockbuster, it was a mom and pop video store, and uh, I was like, I don't know who she is, but I love that lady. That's all I could think of. And then after seeing Aliens, I was like, I don't want to go backwards, or I think I was interested in going backwards, but they didn't blockbuster didn't have it, so I went to Alien Three, and I realized it was that same case of her standing on the front in like just a fog, and then on top said Alien Three. And I watched it and I realized that I had actually seen parts of this movie randomly on cable, just kind of flipping through like on like late, like on Fox or uh, stuff like that. Mainly what I remember, what I remember catching is the whole last uh, portion of the film uh, when they're trying to trap it. And when I was younger, uh, I just like, I was like, huh, I was like, this is weird. And after watching the, the film, like from front to back, I, I did not like it. Um, I didn't like it because a lot of it went over my head and a lot of it, it's it's very much a, a slow talking film and the theatrical, it's more so in the theatrical than it is in the assembly cut because in the assembly cut, you get to know the people, the prisoners, everybody kind of has a little bit of a personality. But if you watch the original theatrical cut, like I will tell you, you a lot of people mistake Gallic for Morse. Morse was the guy that uh, at the very end that helps her uh, turn on the furnace and die. And Gallic was the guy that was crazy. Gallic was the guy who was crazy. And a okay. lot of people would get those two confused because you would see Gallic, like you'd see him bring him, you'd see them bring him into the infirmary and he kind of has his squeamish scene. And then the next cut is all of them standing around discussing who's in charge now. And you're introduced to Morse in that scene. And a lot of people just assume it was the same guy because you only saw Gallic for like maybe. I don't know, like maybe two or three minutes in the theatrical. Hmm. So it was like, why are they letting the crazy guy out and kind of run the show? Like that doesn't make sense. But okay. a lot, of, a lot of that was one of the common criticisms of the of the theatrical cut when it came out. But I will gladly defend it. I I I love this version of this film. I would almost put it on par with the first two. This, this version, no, no, this version, you this mean version. Wise, because but you got to also you understand how. Realize. Let me explain my journey on this film to you, and it's going to be a ride. Better, <clears throat> I will. <laughs> um, but before I get to that, let's talk about after Aliens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Story Time with Matt. So after Aliens, <laughs> uh, he's showing the pictures to us, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. The, uh, the, the, the what's that board with the sticky the ones that people use flannel like, graph flannel graph he's got a flannel graph for us um so after aliens <laughs> I'm gonna go first I'm gonna go comics right aliens oh, comics became a thing and part of the reason it became a thing and we'll get into it later but uh the studio didn't know what to do after aliens they were like fuck it we're not gonna we won't continue with Ripley we'll just We'll have an. It's kind of going to turn into an anthology thing, and there'll be a new alien set somewhere else, and we'll go that route. So they came up with these comics. They were called uh, Outbreak, Nightmare Asylum, 
and the Earth War or Female War, depending on what you read. And it was an entire trilogy. And there was 18 comics. But as they were printing the third and final comic, they had decided to move on with Alien 3. And uh, and instead of letting these comics conclude the Ripley story, they made all the collected editions ever printed since then. So unless you have the original issues, you won't see this. But in the original issues, it's Ripley, Hicks, and Newt. But then they had somebody go back and edit all the references to Aliens and Alien, and they changed Hicks to Wilkes and Newt to Billy. They changed characters. And then also they had Ripley at the very end, the very last, like, like last few panels of the story, discover she was an android of Ripley. Mm. But if you have the original issues, it plays out as it originally should. Hmm. But all the collected editions are all changed around. But those comics took off. And because those comics took off, they decided that Ripley is where they needed to stay. Also in this, they had Alien vs. Predator come out in 1991, uh, which we'll get into that someday. But that was something else. Like, Aliens became a big deal. And such a big deal that... And here we go. This is is one of my favorite things. Um, They were going to make a cartoon. And I don't know if you know much about the 80s, but anything that they could turn into a cartoon, they did. Mm-hmm. There's a RoboCop cartoon. There's two of them, actually. Oh, There's a Toxic Avenger cartoon. Oh, wow. There is, yeah, like all these crazy that are made, like hardcore R films were turned into cartoons. Huh. They only ever made a pilot, um, but it was meant to be like the new highlight of Saturday morning. It was going to be aggressive and it was going to be for kids and adults. The concept was as they were a squad who would travel the galaxy responding to distress signals about alien infestations. And characters, including Apone, Vasquez, uh, Bishop, and who was the other guy that came back? Uh, Drake. People who had died were suddenly in the cartoon, but it never aired. There was only a pilot ever made. It never aired. However, Kenner was an investor in this cartoon, as they were many other cartoons um, at the time. And they had already had made the toys. And so that is where like my first, like I had, I had a a flying alien queen Kenner figure and I loved that thing. Like it was one of my first, I got it for my birthday. Uh, It was one of the first exposures I had to like, it was shortly after I'd sold the second film. I was like, oh my God, like, and found out there are more of these. The figures would have comics inside them since they couldn't do the stories on TV. They'd turn the episodes into mini comics that came with the figures. Uh, but due to the success, it went on to three lines and they did. They picked up Predator, the license for Predator, because they were starting to work on a Predator cartoon uh, that never came to be. But they gave us the Alien versus Predator two-pack and an entire line. And uh, that two-pack, like, let me tell you, that was like the crown jewel of my collection as a kid. Never even opened it. I still have it to this day. And NECA, a toy company that's popular today, is going back and is redoing these figures in high detail. It's pretty cool to me. Like, that is, like, (laughs) that is something I am so, like, so into. Um, Yeah. But, so that's where, that's where Operation Aliens, uh, or that's where they were going to go with Aliens. was like, oh, we'll turn it into a cartoon. And uh, there was a board game, and they made an arcade game. And I used to play the arcade game at at a skating rink. You know, it's it's I'm, crazy. I mean, I'm going to get to it later, but one of the many reasons I didn't enjoy this movie is because of how unnecessary it seemed to be 
with the perfect ending of Aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am slowly, the more you talk, realizing how ironically these companies that own the rights to this are similar <laughs> to Wayland Company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> they didn't watch the movies themselves, except just seeing dollar signs on the screen. But I mean, that was the problem: is that they were like, Aliens was a great ending. Like, where do we go? Where? What can we do? How can we reinvent this? Um, and so Fox, because it made Aliens made so much money, approached the producers Geiler and Hill uh, to make a sequel, but they didn't want to do it at all. They couldn't figure out how, like, a story, a solid story they liked. They couldn't figure out how to make it fresh again. But eventually, Fox threw so much money at them. They were like, okay, like, we'll figure it out. And one of the first things they did was they were going to go back to Ridley Scott and, ha- and bring him back and have him do a, n- a new take on it. You know, come come back. Come back to your, where you started. What made you big? And let's do something. Hmm. He was not interested. He had too, Well, he was slightly interested, but he had too much going on. And he's like, oh, I'll pass. What was he doing at the time? Uh, I don't I don't even know I know Blade Runner was on its like fifth release as a new cut <laughs> yes, you know what I mean like he he never left that movie alone um, he Lucas did yeah he, he did uh, so they had no idea what to do um, the fate and inclusion of Ripley was never certain it took them a while to figure out if they were going to include it or not some of the stories that existed she was this front and center. Other times she was a cameo with Hicks as the star. And other times Hicks, like it was the anthology approach that they just ignored those characters. They just went off to a happy ending. In total, Alien 3 went through three directors, 10 screenwriters, over 30 scripts. And the final script that they shot with was never complete. John Carpenter uh, mentioned doing a possible third film to some of the cast like Carrie and uh, Michael Bean and of course Sigourney Weaver. He wasn't quite quite totally sure where he was going to go but he liked the idea of a family unit taking on what was left of the aliens. Huh. He thought that would be an interesting dynamic um, and something that would resonate with people in a different way because especially with the response of aliens. However, the producers didn't like that and told him to get lost. So here we are, 1987, the end of 1987. And they contact the producers, Guyler and Hill, contact William Gibson, who is the author of uh, Neuromancer, which at the time was an acclaimed novel, and it was heavily inspired by Alien and just kind of the tone. This led the he did a 10-page rough draft, and they brought in their first director, who was Rennie Harlan. And Rennie at the time... Hadn't done a whole lot. He did a movie called Prison, which is a cheesy 80s horror film with Viggo Mortensen, actually. Ooh. Um, and then he did Die Hard 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 4. He was like, I guess they just call him for sequels. You know what I mean? Um, he eventually went on to do Exorcist at the beginning and uh, Cliffhanger and 12 Rounds and a bunch of other not really big popular films. But the first draft put Ripley on the sidelines and it was meant to be two films. Hicks was the lead. He was going to go, they were going to go back to Earth and they were going to rally the troops for an attack on the alien homeworld as an alien egg had gotten, had come back with them on the ship. And while Hicks was out convincing the troops uh, to rally for this cause, Newt was chasing down an alien across a metropolis. And Ripley had a simple, small cameo at the very end as they were kind of boarding and headed towards the alien homeworld and alien four would have seen Ripley return to the spotlight, um, for one final battle. 
I actually think that sounds really cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that would have been awesome. It would have been better. Um, Way better. And uh, it, they would have also gotten into the engineers and the uh, the origin of the xenomorph species. Oh, that was um, so cool. <laughs> however, it was considered too costly, so they hired a guy. Good God. Yeah, right? Oh, I have. we have a lot to get through. Um, however, it was considered too costly. <clears throat> they hired a guy named Eric Red who... You probably don't know, but if you've ever... There's a terrible but awesome werewolf movie called Bad Moon, and he did that in the 90s, and that's about all he's really known for. Um, but it would have focused on a new colon, colony under attack by new types of xenomorphs and dropped Hicks and Ripley and Newt <clears throat> because it was considered too costly to bring them back because I'm sure Scorny Weaver wanted a couple million dollars to come back. He said, you just paid her a million, so we're going to pay her two this time. You know what I mean? However, his idea was scrapped and they brought in david uh i'm gonna try and say his last name but it was i believe it's called uh toey he directed the riddick films so he was brought in to do a draft was not to include ripley or anything like that but guyler and hill liked it so they took it to fox who said no ripley no movie because they recognized the success of the comics so david uh toey took another goat script uh and sigourney weaver was brought on not only as the lead and officially signed on but she was brought on as a producer, co-producer, according to the film. Yeah. Rennie Harlan left after staying attached for over a year. Um, so they brought in Vincent Ward, who, if you've ever seen the film, What Dreams May Come or The Last Samurai, he directed those. Saw The Last Samurai. Okay. So he was brought on after a lot of conjoling by Guyler and Hill because he was not interested in doing sequels. That was not that was not his thing. He hated that idea. Vincent Ward hated all the ideas, all the scripts thus far. Um, so on a journey while he was over in Europe touring like a museum, he came up with a new set, new concept, got everybody on board. Welcome to the wooden planet in space. The what? The, what? the wooden planet in space. Um, uh, he was on uh, drugs. That's really what happened. Well, hold on. You actually probably would have liked this. Oh. So the story would have seen Ripley crash, crash land uh, into uh, Archon which was a wooden planet. It was five miles in circumference and was actually a satellite run by monks who lived and worshipped as if they were still in the Middle Ages. So there was no... I'm already sold. There's no technology. (laughs) Um, Like, their only weapons were swords. Okay. They still dressed... They still would dress like underneath their robes. They would have chain mail. (laughs) So rad. Sounds like a, a season three Star Trek episode. <laughs> so the monks, uh, after Ripley would have darkness. crashed, she would, of course, been, you know, the outsider. because She's a woman. Mm. OK. And the alien, which would have been a new type of alien that would have actually shapeshifted, would have been viewed as the devil himself by the monks. And so the film, there's the religious undertone um, mm. that would eventually carry on. Uh, Ripley would have been a supporting cast, supporting lead. Uh, the lead would have been a character who's much like Dylan. He was called Brother John. Sigourney Weaver, however, took issue with the script, feeling like Ward didn't know how to write Ripley, and she came off like a gym teacher, um, mostly standing around giving motivational speeches and having zero to no action. Mm. And also, she would have been in a coma until about halfway through the film. So your main your main car, star that's carried you through the first two is in a coma. But, however, the studio was on board with this, so they kept going to the point where here comes 1990. Production begins. They get, they book Pinewood Studios. They start getting all the concepts. 
uh, in line. All the set designs were ready. The script was entirely storyboarded. And two months before principal photography mm. was to begin, they had a big meeting to go over the storyboards and talk. And Guyler and Hill got cold feet. And they abandoned this version. Um, because they felt the story and the vision was too ambitious and uh, mostly confused with why the planet had to be wood, why there were monks, and basically, whenever asked, Vincent Ward just said, why not? <laughs> I like why him. not? I like him. <laughs> why not? Ward got a series of notes that basically removed all of his ideas as Fox wanted another alien or aliens, so Ward left the project. However, a release date had been locked Summer of 1992, here we come. Ooh, that's um, good. That's good. So the production wasted little time finding the third and, quote, final director. At this time in 1990, a teaser is released, and you can find this teaser online. I don't believe it's on the Blu-ray because they want to pretend it never existed because it was false advertising. And what it said was, Summer 1992, Aliens on Earth. Ooh. On Earth. So, had to be on Earth. They were coming to Earth. Uh-oh. So, now we are on to David Fincher. And we know David Fincher from Girls Dragon Tattoo, Fight Club, uh, and many more. Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. He's done a ton of stuff. Fincher, a little bit of history, started as a cameraman for ILM. He did music videos and was based on, uh, and was hired based on his work and unique vision seen in Vogue by Madonna. Weird. Right? That I is heard what, the other day he did a Paula Abdul one. He's done a lot of music videos, but that is why he was hired, just for, for Vogue, how he shot Vogue. Hmm. Interesting. Sigourney Weaver actually made the final call on Fincher based on this question. She asked, how do you see the character of Ripley? And to which he answered, I don't know, bald? She was sold. It was a unique take, something that hadn't been done before. We'd never seen a bald woman as a lead in the film up to date, and she thought such a weird response. She <laughs> thought she thought it was groundbreaking. So what do we do? I like we, to think his just the synapse in his his brain just went off randomly, and he's like, oh, bald. Bald. <laughs> bald, bald, We gotta have bald. it bald. Genius. Bald. <laughs> oh man, it's like Kevin with the cupcakes and cookies. That's that's the next meme idea. Or he just looks over and sees a picture of a bald person. That's the first thing he says. Or maybe they're in an oh. elevator with a random bald guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But that is, that is how David Fincher got this job. Here's, here's the problem. A lot, of the set, a lot of the money, half of the money actually, had already been spent of the $50 million budget just on stories and concepts and set building alone. Mm. So Fincher was tasked to figure out how to make the sets that had already been built work. Uh, so he changed the monks to prisoners, but kept the religious undertones as he found that interesting. There was a mi- initially meant to be a serial killer amongst the group. Uh, this would be the Gallic character. He was going around and he would murder random prisoners and he would make it look like an alien had done it. He usually like would just like blunt trauma, like probably like piercing their head or something is kind of what I imagine. Hmm. To keep viewers guessing if there was in fact an alien running around or not, you wouldn't actually, the viewer would not find out if there was a legit alien or if it was Ripley's hallucinations because she was going, she, whenever she came out, whenever she crash landed and she was all messed up um, from hypersleep, she was having random hallucinations. So like 
kind of kind of evident not i wouldn't say evidence kind of an, i feel like a throwback to that is at the end of the film when she sees the alien kneeling and she goes to stab it and all of a sudden it's a pipe and mm-hmm. it's not the alien because the alien had run off because they threw in the sound effect but kind of like that like she would start seeing things like she would see like a random like face hugger skin that wouldn't actually be a face hugger skin okay and it would keep you guessing until the very end yeah, actually the first time we watched this when she starts having pains i'm like I'm wondering if she's just like, this is just from being in hyper sleep for too long. She's right. Like, I figured it out in the first two minutes. Oh. Well, well, it just didn't make any sense to me because I'm like, how can a face hugger have two babies? We'll get into that. I have an answer for you. Okay. There was also meant to be three bishops running around. Uh, just running around. And, and that, <laughs> well, they were they were meant to be, you know, the uh, we have the uh, we have the Andrews and we have the... Uh, uh, What's his name? Aaron. Aaron's character. Uh, the mm-hmm. two, yeah, the the two main, uh, and I guess the medic as well. Clemens, uh, you have your your company men. Those were actually meant to be bishop one, two, and three in the initial script. Oh, that just happened to live there, or yeah, they were they were the ones who were in charge of the planet. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, however, they found that a little too confusing in the effects to make it happen. Bishop one. Yeah, the effects <laughs> to make it happen would be too costly, so they dropped that idea and they brought in they have the numbers three, written on their forehead. Three, <laughs> three different characters. Maybe one's bald, maybe one's got hair, and the other one's got a mohawk. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it would have been a mullet in '92. It would have been a mullet. So here we are, 1991, January. Production officially start. <laughs> pre- uh, principal photography officially starts. No script was finished. They had 40 pages, and that was it. The film was meant to be a character piece. Uh, that was meant to be meaner than previous films and would be closer in style to the original film. This was partly due because uh, Sigourney Weaver didn't like uh, the third film and how, or the second film and how there were so many aliens. She felt like the idea of the horror and focusing on the crew of the first film made that something really special. And the second one was mm-hmm. a, was more of a um, an action movie. And she also was kind of bitter because and part of the reason she demanded the producer credit was because they had ripped out the scenes with her daughter passing away and she felt like there was no reason for newton and ripley to get together like they did in that film she's like it made no sense to me and they took a lot of convincing and them actually giving her the producer aspect for her to come back so uh earth and the wooden planet were thrown out in favor of a prison planet that we would know as fury or fiorina 161. So we have a 40 page outline and not on, on top of that, David Fincher was going mad at the time of this. Like every day he was getting new pages in from the studio and from the writer um, that would sometimes conflict with one another and he didn't know what to do. So they would shoot something else. One day they would shoot what the writer sent in, but the next day they would get a note saying, throw that out, shoot this instead. A lot of film and a lot of time was wasted on this movie. It was so so confusing that most of the actors lost track of where they were in the script, what their motivations were, what actually was going to be in the final film. It was kind of a mystery. Oh God! Yeah, the whole reason behind why they killed uh, why they killed Hicks and Newt was not due to them not liking it was due to the studio not liking the final the family unit it wasn't due to like david fincher he fought to actually bring them back Hmm. if Uh, only 
But they said, no, like, this is Ripley, and you get Ripley, and you don't get them. Part of the reason why is to keep down on production costs, because here we are halfway in, um, and we have spent so much money. Because, so in the film, whenever you see the three characters, uh, I guess for the first time, Gallic sees the alien himself after it murders the other two members, right? The other two uh, guys walking around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those big tunnels... That was something that was designed for um, Ward's vision. Uh, it was initially it was all wood, and they of course went back and painted it to make it look like metal. The basement scene where Ripley confronts the alien and figures out it won't kill her, that was something that was initially in Ward's uh, vision and was built, as was the, uh, the area where they all meet and they kind of have their prayer segments in the opening of the film when we oh. first see the prisoners. Yeah. That was all constructed for board's vision it was meant to be a gothic religion medieval times if only so it was kind of it was hard to figure out how to use those concepts with this new and ever like ever evolving script it was sigourney weaver's choice and a man to kill ripley and believe it or not fun fact alien 3 is the film the assembly cut especially like that original version that we just watched is her is her favorite film of the entire franchise it's what she's most proud of. What? Yeah. She's most proud That's of weird. Alien 3. She just feels like they did something very different for the landscape of film at the time. And they took your expectations and they turned them upside down. So after a long and tedious battle and back and forth with the studio, a 27-year-old, 27-year-old, it's all how old he was, turns in his final cut. Which is more or less what we saw. Uh, the assembly cut was actually assembled by the guy who was producing the Alien Quadrilogy box set and had the best known shooting script of Alien 3. All put together and assembled it. In the DVD box set, the a lot of the dialogue was missing. So for the Blu-ray, they actually brought actors back to re-record lines to give us a full story. Weird. Yeah, because Fincher wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> because thing is is that test audiences and fox hated his cut and what happened next was the entire ending was reshot to be more impactful meaning like like they wanted the gratuitous queen bursting from ripley's chest yeah i thought i remembered that from the version we watched yeah they wanted that they felt like the religious the religious undertones and just the back and forth between the prisoners and nobody gave a shit about so they wanted that out um true <laughs> but at any rate so they reshot the ending and they did it behind Fincher's back and they actually had they had to bring back Sigourney Weaver months after she had grown her hair back oh so they had to construct a $30,000 bald cap to make it look realistic and match the what you saw in the previous previously shot footage and I get that because I will tell you you can see a bad you can see a bad hair wig and bald cap on my way at least I can uh-huh. You guys have seen X2 when Wolverine at the beginning of that film is exploring the base and he sees that wolf. Go back and look at his hair. It's all fucked up because he'd grown his hair longer for Van Helsing and they had to tuck it under the wig because he could not shave it. And Wolverine looks like he's got a really big head there and doesn't look doesn't look right at all. Hmm. But if you don't I don't know, that always bothered me and like I remember turning on the audio commentary for X2 and like I was like, ah, like that's why it looks funny. Like they explained it. So never seen Van Helsing. That's something I still need to watch. Too. That's a great film. 
it's a it's a, it's a fun cheesy terrible great film mm. um Better way to describe it cheesy. It's great. <clears throat> so fincher wasn't included in the reshoots at all and actually what they did was they completely took his footage and recut it with Fo- a studio exec from fox guyler and hill and that was that was that and uh david fincher still to this day refuses to acknowledge or discuss alien 3 hmm. and that brings us to current day let's start about the first bit of the movie okay and i have a question mm-hmm. for all Outrage. of you i i have a question for all of you where did the egg come from i have the queen no laid idea. it whenever she was on the ship yeah inside the landing gear i don't know Bobby. where where was the time well they were traveling you. from one place to another that was that's mm-hmm. always yeah. been yeah. it's always been my theory as well there's another theory that bishop actually put the egg there no um he was pre-programmed he was pre-programmed and he was he did it without his knowledge like it's kind of like a what is it called a manchurian candidate kind of thing Uh yeah i i just feel like the company didn't have enough information about it they seem but they know everything they seem like they want this but they don't know enough otherwise they would know not to otherwise they would have met her at that planet right well and there's another thing um (laughs) jump forward to 2012 ish a game, an official game, is released called Aliens Colonial Marines, and it's meant to be the sequel between Aliens and Alien 3, and it's going to answer all these fucking weird questions, like why there is an egg mm-hmm. on the ship, um, and what happened to Hicks. Question. Oh, Hicks is alive, because the guy that died wasn't apparently Hicks. It was some random dude. And the egg was put there by Bishop that we see at the end of the film. Supposedly. Nah. Like... It's it's it was it's a terrible it's a terrible game and I do not like that is no way it does, it no way makes sense but that is something that Fox tried to do like oh we'll answer that and like they actually suffered many lawsuits for that game <laughs> so okay. any rate uh, yeah my theory was always the queen it's totally well. a queen like that's that that's about all I got she just happened to, it was in her uh, alien uterus I don't know the queen seemed the pretty time. smart well. And I mean, she had that sack connected to her just a few minutes before. I feel like it's also like maybe like if if a queen is in distress, they can lay maybe a queen egg, which is why it was a little smaller. And here's the thing: what came out of it, and if you paid attention, that face hugger that's picked up in the assembly cut is a lot bigger. It's a queen face hugger, and that has the ability to lay a queen chest burster and a secondary protector. So it laid one in Ripley, and then it got off, and it laid one in that ox in the assembly cut. Here's the thing. Why wouldn't their biology just create multiple of those? What do you mean? Why why, why, why do the facehuggers, it has the capability of doing it then, but it can't do it all the time. It can't just lay. Why do they they have to die every time? It's a specific, I mean, it's a specific is a specific uh breed and not only that like it's um whenever it whenever it dies whenever it's a face hugger and it tra- what it does is it transfers its insect like itself into a person like it's not the face hugger and the chest burster and the dr- the final alien are all one that makes sense consciousness it impregnated her and transferred itself into the ox but how did it have two consciousnesses well, it doesn't. It has, it has, I, it has I said impregnated. And you impreg- weren't listening. Yeah, it impregnates her, and then it puts itself in the ox. 
because it's a queen face he hugger. He did the dirty with her. Yeah, he came a, in her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a queen face hugger. It has a special ability, and that's... I want to know why. Cop is it out. spit acid? Is that a thing? No, uh, it... The, I thought it's blood was. It's blood was. Okay, so why is everything melting? In yeah, why ship? did it spit acid at what's his face? It was when it cracked. The, so it shows it cracking the glass first, and I figured it cut itself on the glass. Oh yeah, not th- that. Yes. Okay. But well, my that question makes more is, sense. Why did the xenomorph spit acid at the one dude in the in the hall the the hole, well, and then he falls acid. into the giant he fan? Spit on him. He didn't spit acid in him. He he cut him. He oh, was, okay. The guy was grabbing his throat. Okay. But maybe. it melted the. The thing, right? It did have I, I a melty s- spot, but he just have- explained that he th- had a theory that he c- it cut itself in it. And when it jumped down in there, I believe it cut itself because of how broken up everything was when it was. Hmm. I mean, that's that's the best. Okay. That's, that's, that's a really that's, clumsy that's the, alien. That's the be- actually it is okay. And we'll get into this. Uh, let's Ooh. talk. Um, let's talk about. Ha- it's because it's half CGI, half. We're gonna get into that too. Nineties. <laughs> let's talk. Oh boy. Let's talk about the, kind. Let's talk about the creature in the biology, but let me talk about the making of it first. Um, so H.R. Giger, the guy Two who designed. Names. I don't. I don't know these people. <clears throat> I'm never gonna. He's talk the dude who, who he had designed the original, the original alien. Design. Yeah, he did the original. Yay. So they brought him back. You have a good memory of it. And they wanted him I've, to. I've looked at his paintings. Oh. Some of them are very, very disturbing. sexual and disturbing. Really. Um, oh boy. <laughs> so they brought Giger back. There's an awesome documentary about him. You can watch on Netflix. You'd probably actually get into the guy because he's into a lot of the mm, imagery you like. Uh, so Giger was hired. You know, boners. <laughs> 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 I was like, what? Boners? They wanted to redesign, and the request was to make it more animal than machine like. Makes so, sense because it looks like a freaking stupid dog. Well, they brought back the drone, the dome. And they, <laughs> I just imagined that line from Ant Man. That's a weird looking dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Giger brought uh, he brought back the dome, and he removed the tubes on the back of the alien due to them interfering with the more elongated head and uh, the creature when it was moving because it was meant to run around on all fours. Here's something interesting: the initial design, Giger had claws that would come out from in between the alien's knuckle. Like Wolverine. Essentially, we would have Wolverine the alien. That'd be cool. It would be cool. It actually looks really cool. I, I, have, a, I have a book that has like all this concept and stuff, and it, it looks really neat. The tongue was also meant to be more barbed wire, more powerful. That'd be cool, too. And it was going to have pores all over it so that it could make uh, sounds, like mimic sounds of like random machinery so it could blend in. And not only that, voices. So kind of a little no. bit of the shape-shifting idea. No. squeaky. Mm. Like, no, no. Please no. Please no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Greetings. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Also, and the final the final request about the creature is that it had to have lips. It needed the lips on there, and they needed to be a little bit redesigned. So Giger said, okay, and he modeled the lips after Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman, <laughs> Batman Returns. <laughs> brilliant right like, <laughs> i was kind of like well that's interesting um i like his style so at any rate uh his giger's redesign was then redesigned by adi which was tom woodruff jr and alec gillis and they would go on to do not only the effects for alien 3 but the subsequent alien films woodruff jr was actually running around uh, in the suit for part of the film he was the only small enough guy to do it. So they redesigned it and then they marketed it as Giger's design. Of course, this made Giger mad as hell. 
and has declined to ever come back to the franchise to do anything because they fucked him. They said, this is his new design. And over there where he was from, he's a celebrated artist and they turned it into a huge, like the marketing company in his country was based around him. Like, come see the new Giger. Come see the new Nightmare from Giger. Things like that. Like, you can watch the international trailers and there's stuff like that in them. But he, this was not his design. He was so pissed because he didn't know until he saw the final film. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the 90s CGI. So bad. The only CGI yeah. in this film is the chest burster in the assembly cut that runs away and the cracking on the alien's skull at the very end. The other bits you see are actually a puppet that was shot with a special lens and would be shot and then taken away and then an Cut actor in. an actor would lay there and react to it. Uh-huh, okay. And here's where things get really dumb is that they figured since it was going to be more animal-like that they were going to have a dog, an actual dog, portray the alien. They went as far as to make a costume and fit the dog with a dome. There's pictures online and in many books that you can see of this and... After, like, two days, somebody was finally like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah. I want to see that movie. Mark, <laughs> yeah. um, That sounds adorable. <laughs> so the creature here, um, a little bit about it. Uh, oh, somebody else I call it a dog. Oh, it's your chair. Your chair's squeaking, and I was like, oh, was I, thought, I, thought <laughs> it was something. I thought it was somebody else. Um, so... <laughs> A little bit about it, just aliens in general as they take on the qualities of its host. Um, in this case, it was an ox. Mm-hmm. In the theatrical cut, it's a dog. That this is why so it's not very intelligent. This is why it's easy to trick. This is why it's scary. Okay, so that makes more sense when that weird guy, you know, the one that rolled into the fan backwards that was yeah. blowing, was like, hey, what are you doing down there? Yeah, Spike like, the What dog. the heck Spike. is he talking to? Yeah, the only reason I remember I knew was because I'd seen the theatrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, oh, he's they could have the at dog. least left the dog in there. Yeah, that could have helped out in the exactly. like, cut. where it yeah. killed the dog or something. Right. Because um, that was like, what is he talking to? Right. Yeah. I if I didn't know better, I would. I'd be asking the same thing. It just makes him seem crazy. It does make him seem crazy. He's like Spike, what are you doing down there? It's like we have an inmate named Spike. Why the fuck is he in the hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the legs are bent inwards. It ru- it's a quadruped, um, so it can run and climb faster and cling to walls easier. The tail is longer. It's meant to be like that. Uh, so it's a counterweight for all the speed and leaps that this one would go through. It's more aggressive because it comes from an animal. So it doesn't have like a drone. A drone, like we see in aliens, can do the like tasks to set up and prepare for like a bigger colonization of aliens. Mm. Um the warriors are all meant to be defense, and this is just essentially like a, a brainless, angry alien. A mistake. Freak of nature. There you go. So, yeah. And the inner jaw on this one is stronger and longer as well. Um, and Ripley, teeth. as we see in the film, has a kind of telepathic link to it because of the queen facehugger, or queen chestburster that's inside her. Hmm. She can sense it. So... If you guys are ready and you have your sparklers and you got your harsh language, let's go through the movie. Good God. Okay. Alien squared was my first thought in the movie. <laughs> Alien. Cute. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Cute. <laughs> yeah. Squared. No, cute. Third power. Yeah. Why did they design it that way? Why did they make the logo look like that? It was different. 
Like at no. the, around this time, we had Hellraiser three that was using like the Roman numerals. There had been other other threes that came out around this time, and of course, they just said three. So like, how can we make ours be a little bit different? Man. Why don't you just put it on there? Why does it even matter? So that's why it was. That's why it was. Uh, They're dumb. <laughs> Scratch that off the list. <laughs> I wrote. Is What's that Tywin Lannister? That? Yeah, that's Tywin Lannister. Oh yeah. Yeah. My phone is. corrected it to Tyson Canister. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson um, Canister. He don't get which, it. him through. Wait, no, that's never mind. It. That's Clemens. I'm thinking. Uh, there's another guy in here that would go on to be a bunch of other things. But at the end of the film, when he's running through, I don't have his name, but. Uh, and I would say he's one of the bald guys, but they're all bald. Oh, oh, we'll get yeah, into that, that guy. Um, oh boy! So at the end of the movie, I don't know if you heard, but like he's running around and he says, uh, "What does he say?" He says, uh, "He says this is not a drill," and he sounds like Gru. He sounds just like fucking Gru. And like oh. the next few lines that come out of his mouth sound like all I can picture is like Gru from Despicable Me running away from an alien. Oh. I don't think I ever. Which want. guy are we talking about? No <laughs> idea. We don't know. One of the bald ones. He's. Um, uh, one of the bulls. he's the guy who's like he uh he's the first you get the first close up of him and he's like door three four three closed like oh, okay. I don't know I, he he guys. was never given a name one of the bald guys he who runs through the hall oh. so here's oh, right, here's right, right. here's a problem here's here's a big criticism of this movie all of the people in it and we talked about it a little bit with Gallic and Morse um. All the prisoners would get confused. The audience would get confused. It was one of the biggest complaints. Like, they all look the same. They're all wearing the Dude, same. Really? How am I supposed to be able to tell A from B from C? Um, especially when they are cut They cut this two 45-minute movie or two 30-minute movie, two-hour and 30-minute movie down to, like, under two hours. So that was one of the biggest complaints. And something on this one, and maybe it doesn't feel this way so much in the assembly cut, but in the theatrical cut, every the, all the prisoners that are supposed to have been on this planet for so many years and blah 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 feel very disconnected from one another mm-hmm. and disconnected from the audience as well and yeah and it's so ironic because for how long we're in this prison which feels like ages <laughs> uh, i i don't know half the characters by the end i i i, I can name most of them i can oh. name um, Two. There's crazy guy with the weird teeth, and I mean, there's burned guy with you know, burned guy. Yeah. Burn guy. Um, there's other guy this that guy who Dylan. gets his throat slashed. Clemens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I don't remember in any other scene. Um, there's preacher, preacher guy. There's yeah, Dylan. Um, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, um, the, the one guy who gets munched on, even though he thought that he was safe because he closed the door just in time, but then somehow he still. Yeah, he was in Guardians. He was the right, guy who buys the buys the orb, or he's wanting to buy the orb. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what. That's one of the reasons why he looks familiar to me. I'm um, sure. I've seen these guys stuff. get so confusing uh, with each other. I even got a little confused with uh, what's his name, Aaron, the warden's right hand. Oh uh, yeah, Aaron. Um, he to me looks like the sleepy guy in Aliens. Sleepy the guy who is asleep for half the movie, who he's knocked out in the the motor. Oh, vehicle. I know oh, you're talking Gorman. about Gorman. Yeah, Gorman. Yeah. Yeah. Gorman. Yeah. they look so much alike that when uh, for the first parts of this movie, I'm like, that can't be the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a different accent, but they look alike, and so I even got that confused. Here's something about. Wait, whatever happened to him? Who he died? Did he? Yeah, he got yes, shot. Yeah, he, he, he died. You're right. He held the trigger with what's her butt. Yeah, they blew themselves oh, up. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, he yeah. he blew. I thought you meant and Aaron. Um, so here's the he thing. He died too. 
with with aliens <laughs> right the crew or the cast were together um about two weeks before filming commenced they went through training together like all the marines did right mm-hmm. and that's why we have that great repertoire between them all okay the, mm, that's um, awesome except for hicks who Michael Bean was oh, pulled yeah. in at the last sure, minute, sure. right? But he fit he fit right in. It seemed it seemed great. Mm. And Ripley was the outsider. And Gorman, the guy who played Gorman, was the outsider. They were off filming other things. And so and as was Burke, because Burke didn't the guy who played Burke didn't go through the training either. So the chemistry we see on on the screen where they are um where they're not in with the click, that's on screen and off. Like there's a realness to that. And I think that's why we feel so much for those characters and we care about those characters where here, I don't know, like it just seems like there's a lot of, it's way better in the assembly cut, but in the theatrical, especially it feels like there's a lot of chemistry that's just lacking. Yeah. I understand they're prisoners. I understand they're not nice, but there should be a certain chemistry about them. Yeah. Uh, with them, not with Ripley and this guy. She, she just met. Yeah. Clemens. Yeah. Why? I, I will why tell are you they like that. That Tywin, close all of a sudden, you know what, you know why? Probably because they haven't gotten any in a long time, and so that's part. Still, like, well, that's part. That's part of it. That's part of it. Why are you explaining away stuff in this movie? You know, and it's also because I, I would also assume that the reason why she's close to him is because one, he's the medic taking care of her, and he saved her. He found her. Um, I liked the opening of the assembly cut a hundred times more than I do the theatrical. I don't remember the theatrical. I just remember when it was starting. I'm like. This is moving so fast for how slow this movie is. Well, yeah. the reason, like, the, the big, uh, it was the like torturous for me because literally we had just seen Aliens and then we went and watched Aliens Three. I'm pretty sure just like right after. You did, and yeah. so a- Aliens, I was just like, that All right. was incredible. Awesome. And, and like, I, I was, I was already saying, man, Newt is a great character, and I can't wait. I can't to wait see to see where she goes. Awesome. I can't wait Dude. to see what she does and like all the stuff. And then we start Aliens, uh, Alien Three. And immediately, immediately, in these quick, annoying bursts, they completely destroyed, your, decimated your, your my dreams. Characters. Yeah, and, and from that point on, I was like, "Fuck you, Alien 3. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna assume Seth doesn't like it. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Did you like this version anymore? I mean, it, this version was better than that version. It was also longer. They also but, gave like I I feel like they gave more of a send off to the characters in this version than they do yeah. the uh, theatrical version. Um, it does feel like it starts off like a rocket ship, and the theatrical it's just one one member stumbling across the EEV, looking in, and like you see like you see one one tank filled, one tank destroyed, one tank has Ripley in it, and it's it's somewhat there, and then you see Newt's tank filled with water. Mm. And it's a really quick shot, and like that's it. And then all of a sudden, you cut to halfway through their, uh, I guess, sermon in the prison, where uh, uh, Andrews is giving a speech about the woman they found. Like, is very disjointed. Uh, I never realized there was actually only twenty five prisoners, and I kept a death uh, or a personnel and prisoner death toll. We actually see twenty three of the twenty four prisoners die, and we see. All three of the personnel members die. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool for continuity. In the assembly yeah. cut, you do anyway. I, I really enjoyed getting to know the prisoners a lot more. I feel like they had a lot more character. Here's a little bit of backstory. I knew there was something wrong with Alien 3 whenever I was young because, and I didn't know a lot, and of course I didn't have access to the internet back then. Very few people did in 1995, 1994, hmm. because that's about the time I saw this film. 
I went to Branson and there was an outlet mall and it was, you know, you've been to an outlet mall, right? Like where it's, you go through and everybody's got like, there's like vendor booths and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of random stuff. Sometimes most of it's junk, but in the back, there was a guy that had a bunch of random cards and he had an alien poster. I remember seeing the alien poster it was awesome. And so I started looking around. He had like 25 cent packs of alien three cards. And I bought the entire box for like, I think five or six bucks. And in these cards, there was a lot of the stuff that would go on unseen. There were backstories for the characters, for all the prisoners. There was pictures of the queen facehugger and the ox death after the chestburster had busted out. Um, there, there was uh, there was this whole different way of finding Ripley, like stills and stuff, because the marketing team with Alien Three assumed that they were going with the test screen, the tested version of this film and they didn't know better so they were told to lift stills from that and uh and they got the writer to write backstories for everything and explanations for everything and that was all in the cards i knew so much of this movie and like would watch the theatrical like where is all this stuff like am i not watching the right movie like that's how it felt so it was a long time coming for 2003 whenever they put this cut out because they put this thing out and it was a $150 DVD box set. It was a nine disc set. And I uh, like literally like I took one, an entire paycheck at the time because I had a shitty job at McDonald's and went right to Best Buy and spent $150 on a DVD box set to see this version. Like I was like, holy shit, like this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. It's 40 minutes longer. Like what's in here? And sure enough, all those cards, all those explanations I was looking for were there. So, I don't know. So, I, I'm a little... I Like I said, like I have a long history of this film. of Like, I don't understand it. I don't like it. And the older I get, the more I like... I, I like it. But the theatrical cut, I'm still not crazy about. It's still my least favorite Alien film. The theatrical. I will rank the theatrical lower than either of the Alien versus Predator films. Hmm. Um, but the assembly cut is up there with Alien and Aliens. Like... <sighs> I love the slow wow. burn nature. And I think part of that is just because I've gotten older and I'm really into, like I'm really into horror and this feels like a more of a, a horror film more so than, uh, than alien, you know, in a lot of ways, the horror I like, which is like an art house horror film. So I don't know. That's part of the reason I, I think I really like this version so much. So it's always interesting to hear like different, different opinions. <laughs> Why? Here, here's, My a, here's opinion. a question. Here's a question. Um, was Bishop a human or was he an android? I think he's an android. A uh, human, I mean. Well, in this version, he's a human. In the other version, it portrays it more like he's an android. What? He's I even credited in the credits as Bishop 2. Huh, I don't know. Is that not interesting? Uh, that's weird. There's arguments for both. Like, But in this version, he bleeds real blood. Yeah. yeah. But in the, uh, in the theatrical, he gets hit and there's no visible wound. Or there's a visible wound, but it's got no visible blood. Hmm. And I would think a huge wrench like that to the back of the head would knock out or kill just about any human being. Yeah. But it sliced his ear off. It did mess with his ear. Yeah. Um, the almost rape scene with Ripley, mm. like, it feels like it was ripped out of a music video, which I know Venture did a lot of music videos, but it felt like it was ripped out of that. It was terrible. And I loved the part, and I never really thought about it, but, like, the guy has to put his goggles on to get going. Yeah, I noticed <gasps> that. <laughs> like he's gotta he's gotta take a minute and he's oh, like I you guys hold that. her there like yeah. I gotta put my goggles on I gotta on. you know get, get psyched <laughs> I, I got, are you psyched are you ready 
I just that whole part just feels and just like kind of the uh, the body language in that little bit feels like a music video to me. It's you a know? weird music video, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot. There's a lot of weird music though. videos. So let's see what other what other notes do I have. Um, what do you think of the bishop puppet? I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was I gross. Thought the it was oh, gross. It was cool. I thought it was it cool. Was gross, it was but gross. It was coolly gross. It was gross. Yeah, like it looked like it had actually been singed and all that. I liked. It, it was just impressive for me from '92. Yeah. I felt like their honor, quote unquote, honor system and rumor control for a prison was interesting. Mm. Like, yeah. we have no guns. Like, we have the honor system. It's like, we're in fifth grade, man. Like, <laughs> you get a gold star <laughs> yeah. for not trying to rape someone. <laughs> and you get a gold star and you get a gold star. Yeah. Um, not you, Johnny. <laughs> I will say there was character development in the assembly cut for the guy who tried to rape Ripley because instead of chickening out and trying to escape from the alien, he sacrifices himself. By the way, like that was where I was going with the rape scene. Teardrop guy. Yeah. Teardrop guy sacrificed himself. <laughs> he, like, I don't know. It's a little bit of character development. Like he was ready to give up everything he believed in and have sex. And then all of a sudden he remembers his beliefs yeah. sticks back to him. It's small, but for a movie like this, I'll take it. Mm. I'll take it. Um, I appreciated that. I never realized that the prison was made uh, for toxic waste disposal. Like you get that very brief line in the theatrical cut as they see the EEVs, it's been lowered down, but the, the audio is so drowned out by all the sound effects. It's like, unless you have the subtitles on, you never, it took me a while to realize that because something, something about this version that we watched and I'll go back the entire trap scene, right? Pieces of that were used for an attempted trap, but the door's never sealed. You never saw where they were actually trying to trap the unit. So you never actually saw those huge doors where it's a toxic waste disposal mm. until after the alien had gotten out and you're standing, or the alien was never caught and you're standing outside of it and they're just open. You don't really know what it is. That was thrown out because mm-hmm. it made the alien, it made audiences feel like the alien was weak and then it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't as strong as what we'd seen before or up to par. Uh, so that was a big red flag for the studio apparently because they're like, why would we release a movie where our main antagonist is dumb as shit? Hmm. So that was, one of the, that was one of the bigger changes. And they didn't have the cards to explain it. Yeah, they didn't have the cards to explain it. Um, <laughs> did any of the prisoners stand out to you guys? Did you have a favorite? Oh, man, I have to pick one. Uh, I guess Dylan was interesting, at least. He was interesting. I uh, felt Dylan was annoying. <laughs> he was definitely annoying, but interesting. I, I didn't feel like he was I annoying. I didn't like him. I felt like his, uh, his, his, especially his speech whenever they're going for attempt number two to try and trap it in the furnace mm-hmm. was particularly good. Um, that actor, I haven't seen in a lot of things, but I feel like he does, he always does a really good job with what he's doing. I'm surprised he doesn't do a lot of voice work. He, he does have a really good voice. Yeah. Hmm. So, back... There was a comic made around the time of, and this is partially lifted from a previous script, uh, where the the monks would find the alien as the devil himself. But there was a there was a comic called Music of the Spears, and it was about a it was about a religious sect of Catholicism that had broken off, and they decided they were going to worship the alien. And part of that. Part of that idea was lifted into the film as Gallic trying to follow and lead or follow um, and be led by the alien. That's why he let it out. That's why he was like, tell me what to do. Like he was, that was what he was going for. 
You remember he talking die. about die. He did die because the alien's like, I'm a fucking alien. I'm not a demigod, like, or any kind of god. Hmm. But that's where that was. That that's actually where that idea, little little bit of idea, came from. Did you guys have any thoughts of the score? It was so loud. No, quiet. <laughs> it was very quiet. I, didn't, I I at one point I noticed. I'm like, where is the music? Yeah, there's not not a whole lot. I mean, like I didn't really. I noticed it in some bits, but uh, I really noticed it uh, at the end. a loud, end. annoying song the whenever end they is first like show you the tribal mm-hmm. I liked. I liked that. That was something. It was a highlight. Yeah, I guess the only points I can remember it is in the very beginning opening, hmm. and then at the end when she's when she's committing suicide. Right. Um, Maybe I, I mean that was something, and that was something she had to fight the studio on to be able to kill Ripley. Like especially, like I'm going to kill myself. Like they're like, no, you got to come back. Before. <laughs> yeah, you got to. I mean, who, who? I mean, like especially 1992, who lets their main actress die or be, you know, or kill themselves of all things? Like it's very taboo. I don't mean since we're talking about the ending, Tab- what taboo? Taboo. They they had an autopsy scene on a child. <laughs> they did. <laughs> how, they how, did, how, did you, how did you feel about that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Either. I felt like it was way it's more. Fun. Gr- it was also on my favorite character. It was yeah. way more gratuitous in the uh, theatrical cut. Hmm. And it was Tywin Lannister who was doing it too. It was fine. What did you? It was fine to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, it, it a never. Lot of doctor shows. It never bothered me, but I mean, it always kind of just like, oh, like that's already dead. supposed to be a dead person. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's already I dead. The dead. Shouldn't have been dead <laughs> um, i'm just gonna get cremated so it doesn't really matter if you cut me open what do you prefer do you prefer the theatrical or do you prefer the i prefer the theatrical are you joking really because it was shorter <laughs> that's funny oh you're so funny this, funny. this movie felt so it was long. very long it was very boring and tedious and i didn't care about any and of I've, the inmates and, and i feel like how do i put this oh here the uh, tagline on the poster is three times the suspense, three times the danger, three times the terror. And ah, I want to add so on that. that's why they did it. I want to yeah. add on that one third the alien. <laughs> because even though you see it way more than the original movie, most of the movie is not about the alien, it seems. No, it's a character piece. I mean, it's meant to be Ripley's sentence. And, and I don't care about these characters. True. Ripley's the only one, and I'm like... She's lost everything. Just what's the point of living? <laughs> but did you prefer the ending? Like the ending? Did you like theatrical or the? <gasps> I don't know. I, don't I fell asleep for the other one, so I don't. You said know. the the chest burster. Yeah, you see the queen actually popped. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Oh, really? Because yeah, I was I was watching it and I was waiting. I I and it didn't happen. I was like, huh? Yeah, and that I mean, was it's actually nice that she gives it gives the finger to the company and has right. that, but. I the whole movie in general I just feel like shouldn't have happened so I don't <laughs> care. Um I I I like I feel like I I don't know. I like both versions. I I really miss the original the theatrical because it's one I grew up with like the the ending because it was powerful. Like that was the one note that I think Fox had that was that was okay cuz whenever it burst from Ripley's chest it like literally said like she's fucking dead. She's dead. Like she is dead. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back. She's dead. She's falling into the fire with an alien hanging out of her chest. She's dead. And I was okay with that. Like I, even though I didn't really like the third film, I was okay with that. Cause like, I felt like a character I loved had an ending and like, this is the start of her story and this is the end. It's definitive. And, um, 
<laughs> I liked that. And then, I mean, fucking a few years later, Alien Resurrection comes around. It's like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> they said I Resurrection. Still, we, I still haven't seen it. But they said that, Resurrection. Like, I didn't like this movie, as I have already stated. But like, I'm not ready for four. <laughs> you're gonna like four. You're gonna <laughs> like. You're gonna like four. You really will. What? I don't know. Yeah. I would like to like it, you know. Um I like them. But I like action on mo- that more note, action movies. I guess I I'd like to finally finally talk to Seth about this. But uh a few years back, you're unaware, I'm sure. I am. Uh I think it was after Elysium came out. Neil Blomkamp, the director and mm. creator of Elysium and District 9 and Chappie uh, was Chappie? announced to be writing Alien 5 which yes. didn't come out till later but is supposed to essentially be a retcon of 3 and 4 There, it's just an Alien sequel he wanted to give Ripley, Hicks and Newt the proper send off yes and so he's saying, not saying that he's just getting rid of those movies, but glazing over them, in his words. That's he, awesome. he he would yeah he would essentially. And so it'd be an adult Newt, and elder, Ripley and Hicks. That's awesome. Yes, and I'm 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 very excited. It got pushed back because Ridley wanted to do Alien Covenant first. Mm. It was supposed to come out, I think, this year. Originally is yep. what the plan was, oh. and he said, "No, I want to do my movie first, my sequel to no, Prometheus." You're stupid. And did he do Prometheus? Yes, yes. Because yeah. I remember liking that movie, but that was also and the I first also, one I saw. I haven't seen any comments yet, but I'm sure the listeners are chewing you out every time you say Prometheus. Oh, yeah. Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, as of now, uh, I think Neil has said. It's sl- unlikely that it'll still happen. Really, Scott recently just said that it was. He wasn't contradicted happening. that all the reports of it. Yeah. So hmm. we could see. I would love it. I'm sure the studio, if they still have hope in uh, Sigourney selling the movie, being I a feel like she point. could. Um, Stephen Colbert did a little segment with her. Yeah, yeah, we watched. It wasn't that. funny. It wasn't. Was funny. It wasn't very funny. But was she was dressed up like Ripley, and it just it was like. She could still do it. She still yeah. looked the part. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't funny. She didn't look too old or frail to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And Michael Bean has said, like, I'll, I'll do it, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. they've all agreed to do it. It's just a matter of if. And it would be great. Um, it would be a Superman Returns is mm-hmm. what it would be. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, because it glazed over three and four. Yeah, pretend three and four doesn't happen. This would obviously pretend that three didn't happen. So... Which I don't is know. Fine by me, <laughs> and I love Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, I like him. Elysium was okay, but Chappie was great. Yeah, District, District Nine was awesome. I like I liked Elysium. Just another random one of my last notes here is: What do you guys think of the? Um, what did you think of the view of the alien as the finale is going on? Like the chase cam. Oh God. Did it, did it give you guys motion sickness? Did it didn't it give me motion sickness. I just thought it was so I was getting gimmicky. confused of where where One of the very first films to ever do it. Really? Yeah. Like, it was... At the time, that was one of the things that critics came out, like, praising the movie for. Like, there was some awesome new direction going on. Uh, 
the upside down to the right really. side up okay, yeah. is not this, but it just reminded me of uh, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Which he bring brought you also used in uh, Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock's claws. Oh, yeah, that's right. Grabbing a lady's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. I don't know. I all in all, like I really, I really. It's just another break in the wall. I really like this. I really like the assembly cut. I don't like the theatrical. I really like the assembly, and uh, I feel like it should allow Sigourney Weaver to show a lot of range in her character. And I could see her being the redeeming factor in that she probably had her best performance in this movie, and so I could see her being proud of that. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand how she. Could I would be proud, be proud of, the, of the movie. Yeah. There's another thing that like just drives my brain nuts watching this is the 90s uh, green filter throughout the entire movie because that's just I I don't like it. You know what I'm talking about? How the entire movie has a green tint to it. You mean a yellow tint? Yellow tint, green tint, greenish yellow. It's got a it, tint to it. Yeah, it, this yeah, is, it just yeah, annoys this is, me. It's got, it's and got there's the brown, some, there's so many tint. '90s green, movies, yellow, in it, and I think orange. the Matrix kind of put an end to it by making the fake world have that tint. Yeah, and uh, I like. But if you look at Aliens yeah. and you look at Terminator uh, Two, for instance, both James Cameron films they have a blue tint. Mm-hmm. Some of that, funny enough, was inspired by. Uh, the Italian Jello films that I like because they are often drenched in a single color. Like everything has a certain red tint to it as you proceed through the film, like Suspiria or something. Mm-hmm. Vibrant colors. That's where that comes from. It just feels dead to me. Which I guess that's what this place is. It's a prison, but it's meant to be lean and mean and kind of you know like a hateful film. I like, like I, I don't like looking at it. <laughs> is the problem? Yeah. Like Aliens is such a gorgeous landscape, especially with all the beautiful sets and all that but it just looks so great and going from that to this where it's just ugly and dirty. harsh dirty yeah dirty it's very dirty word. but yeah. it's meant to be that way i don't know i i like it because it's such a stark difference from the other two like they were literally like how can we make something different and they tried and you know i will i will applaud your attempt even if it's failure like i appreciate something fresh and new well, and that's why i'll get into it like it's my problem with the Marvel films. It's my problem, especially with the DC films that we're getting right now. They all feel like they are extracted from the same color palette. They feel like they are following the same rule book guide. Like, okay, <laughs> here's your origin story. Like, 45 minutes is this. And now you're a hero. 20 minutes is a good hero. Now we're going to introduce the big villain. Like, so many films, especially like around like Spider-Man and like the 2000, like 2005 to 2010 era, we had so many of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the Marvel films feel like they kind of like they follow a certain pattern. Nothing, and like they're great films, I enjoy them, but I like seeing something different and new. Guardians of the Galaxy was something different and new. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I enjoy this film. I like it a lot. Not my favorite, but it's pretty good. And I'm glad. I'm the thing that I get into the most about this film is the rich production history because films that are often like train wrecks are the most interesting to talk about. And like, there's so much there, like, and you could find many of these original scripts that were proposed for this. That movie. would have been better. <laughs> Some of them would have been the wooden planet. I'll bring my, archive. that would have been my thing. I'll bring my archive book and show you some of the concept designs that were done for that. Yeah. That'd it's be really cool. cool. 
Oh, you're going to do the thing? No, I'm not going to do the thing because uh, for the listeners, if you haven't heard our uh, other Guilty Pleasure episodes, (laughs) uh, we usually have the provider of the movie or presenter of the movie defend it against but uh, we all know that matt would critics have something but for all most of, of these critics are probably reviewing the theatrical, theatrical and matt has already uh denounced that version yeah so go check out the assembly cut you can get it on blu-ray you can buy it on just the normal alien 3 blu-ray that's out uh it's worth your time it's eight bucks at walmart you could probably buy it on digital. It, I will say that I think it's better than the theatrical. I will not watch it again. It was very long, and I don't need to, but at least it was better. <laughs> Can I? I, me, I think story-wise, it was definitely better than theatrical. Let me say something. Like Maybe it's just me, but I feel like this flows so much better that I didn't notice the time difference between this and the theatrical. I fell asleep for the first, so I can't say. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you, like somebody that's watched the theatrical multiple times, and I noticed how much the middle drags in that film this didn't feel like that i didn't notice the time i uh i felt like it dragged um i, I mean i mean like i felt which bored, is crazy but it wasn't because of time to think it was about just I that was bored. this movie <laughs> is only eight minutes longer than aliens this version and aliens did not feel long at all to me no oh, that movie is actually really long and kind of boring also Oh well, I can't. I you can't really crazy. say because honestly, the theatrical felt really long to me too. Yeah. So in my mind, remember. they basically felt about as long as each mm-hmm. other. In my mind, which uh, this one is longer though. In so. his mind's yeah, eye or whatever. Is that what yeah. thirty minutes longer? Yeah. So, hmm. I will say that I enjoyed this version more. I still hate the movie, <laughs> but I enjoy this. Four, at least helped four, me a little four, with my four, mind. Four, four, it, reasonings of why things we will get into four i'm ready to get to four okay. but uh no this movie hurt my heart next? and i won't forget it seen them? <laughs> yeah seth and i both uh kind of had it in our minds that because of this movie that we're both looking forward to prometheus most next <laughs> yeah. yeah covenant will be better I, than prometheus I... did you like it yeah, where would he you rank that? He probably did not like Prometheus. I liked Prometheus. I liked Prometheus a lot. I don't know where I would rank it, um, mm. but I'll tell you after we watch it because. Um, okay. I've heard I, so much different. Like, I I don't know. I don't know where I rank it. Like, division there because like some so many fans hated movie. it and That's so many fans the loved difference. it. <laughs> what now? I said, but it's a good movie. That's the difference. <laughs> you I, like it because it's Alien. But I it's like it. A good movie. It is a good movie. I like it as even as not part of the Alien. Franchise. I agree. There's not a whole lot in it that feels very no. alien-like to me. Um, there's a few scenes in it, but I mean, I appreciate it just because I like, I like the script, I like the idea, and I like the actors. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean. Um, but we'll watch it. And I'll tell you. I'm kind of raking <laughs> these as we're going. I'm excited okay. to see it again because yeah, as I said, before, I can't that was the first one at the end. We watched, and I didn't even know what we were watching. It was at Kendall's parents' house. Oh, you didn't know it was connected? I didn't really. I never. I didn't really know anything about Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I knew. I didn't even Ripley know that. And, like, yeah. I didn't know anything. So, like, watching it was just like, oh, this is just something. This is just a movie for me. So now I'm excited to watch it after seeing these. But, yeah. Favorite scene? How dare when you? When she dies. Just kidding. I'm uh, sorry. Um. 
Mm. <laughs> exactly. Like really? When she kills Bishop. Really? Really? Well, I and he goes, can't peace. come up with anything. <laughs> I mean, I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> but There's nothing that you're like, that was so good. Hmm. Hmm. I do. I mean, I guess I like the ending, even though, like, it's not like I wanted Ripley to die, but, you know, it was a cool scene, at least. Yeah, it was. And I liked that, like, yeah, thing with I the liked. company, because, you know, it was strange because even watching it this time again, like, for some reason, maybe it's because I like the actor, but the whole time I was like, maybe just, like, go with them or something, you know? I don't know. Like, there, there was something, like, the part of my mind that was, like, you know. Like maybe she would be saved if she did that or yeah, something. But I then in the end, like I'm proud because she didn't do it. Yeah, because even though it seemed tempting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I I almost want to say the the alien's death, but at the same time, watching this, I hate the, that first, what a the twist. first. That time. wasn't a yeah, good what a twist. Yeah, <laughs> that, it jumping out of that. I'm like, give me a break. Come yeah. on. I knew that would happen. Why does the thing survive everything? And I hate the explosion after the water is falling on it. I don't know. Maybe that makes sense, but at the of same course time, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hot. It's really cold. What happens? Yeah, I, was, break. I was figuring it would just like it even know, gave you a little no, bit. It would of, break. Uh, Do you not remember the bucket breaking? Yeah, the foreshadowing with the bucket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Metal. Yeah, I think it, it was kind metal of a busts throwback to you science class for the viewers. Remember learning this. No. When it shows you the bucket, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, that happens," and that way you're ready for when the alien explodes. I must not have been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was when you I was failed drifting. Because I did just a few times. <laughs> I saw. I looked over at you, and I'm like, "Should I throw something at him?" And I'm like, "No, I'll let him rest." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell no, if your Matt, eyes were Matt's open or foot not. Kept moving underneath me. <laughs> when I, he when did I'm, bounce when a lot. When I am sick, I jitter a lot. Yeah, it was okay, fine because I jitter all the time. It was funny because at first I thought it was on purpose. <laughs> I even looked back at you. No, no, no. If I, if I start kicking your chair, you were, that yeah. means, oh, I was? I didn't yeah. mean to. If I start kicking. Like underneath, it was underneath my chair and it was just moving. Oh. It was wiggling. And, I was uh, going to say, if I start kicking your chair, that's intentional. But I'm like, <laughs> no, I just got the sick today. I, I was like, I'm trying to sleep here, man. Let me look. No, I was fighting to stay awake, so I know what to say because I didn't want another. Uh, what was that movie called? Guyver. Guyver. So I can say so that bad. I didn't hate this movie as much as I hated the Guyver. I can at least admit that. All right. I think the Guyver was better. Well, because you didn't see half the Guyver. <laughs> I don't. I actually, that movie I did not like. I I liked the Guyver more than <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, that's funny. I have heard you say that you wanted to watch the. It had Mark Hamill in it too. Yeah, it did. Um, Kendall, did you have a favorite scene? No. Okay, Everett, did you? I'm gonna let I that go because. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Cut that out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said grapes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess see with the fruit, the grapes. You know. I guess the bishop puppet. You like that, that? was cool. I, that was that was one I thought of first. What? I was actually the first person to answer him, but no one noticed. And I said, when she uh, when she kills when bishop, she oh. and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> you're a robot, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, he does. He does do that. It's like it's black here. It hurts. I think my favorite scene actually is probably where she briefs the prisoners on what's going on after Andrews was taken. And like, you have that moment with her where she's just kind of leveling with him. Like, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And a lot of you are going to die. And I don't know. That was something like, let me tell you, like Sigourney Weaver in this movie was my first crush. Like seriously, maybe that tells you something's really fucked up with me, but, uh, 
seeing Sigourney Weaver, like that was my first. I was like, I love you. Like <laughs> I was so yeah, and uh, because I love how strong she is. I love how determined she is. She doesn't take shit. She doesn't like. There is this is Ripley at her worst, and you see like that true character that come through. Like I don't know, and you didn't see strong women like this at the time. Like that's something that's newer. So. I mean, you had Sarah Connor in Terminator 2, mm-hmm. but that's about all I could think of. Um, so, um, Have you ever seen a little movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You're cute, Amber. It was after this. Was it? No. Oh. This is 1992, though. I think I it was 1994, it was. and oh, the movie okay. was terrible. Yeah, it really was yeah. a terrible movie. Um, so, I don't know. That's my favorite. And, like, Sigourney Weaver is, like, one of my... I'll watch her in anything, like I said before, and I can't wait to talk about the fourth film and how the fuck they how she comes back like oh boy yeah so join us next time <laughs> that seems fitting hey you know what they made 160 this budget was 50 million they made 160 million dollars what the do f- you think they're gonna let let that go yeah yeah because it didn't even if really only, try i feel like if only and really not only that like you could argue this movie is more of a 25 million dollar movie because 25 million was spent on concepts and all that shit that went out the door mm. until next bada i guess bada boom. i guess next is alien resurrection are you guys ready for some I, I what i feel is the campiest and cheesiest alien film of them all uh, oh then yes and the best it may be it may also be the most quote-unquote fun alien the film fourth too. one yeah you're gonna like it Seth. i i honestly hmm. think i will like it more than three i feel like everybody probably here besides me will like it more than three and i feel like it may be seth's favorite I cannot see that happening. I, I don't know. I have we have we the watched aliens. the other shit with that Seth is like to watch? Like it Seth feels like true. weird things. Seth likes things. Is it to like be weird, Tales though. of Earthsea? <laughs> no, but it's more is like there a three minute song in it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I don't Michael know. It, it feels more like a. It feels like something you get into. We'll see. I don't even know what I get. No, he's not really a I like sci-fi camp. person. No, I'm not. That is true. I'm not a sci-fi person. It's harder for him to like this stuff. There's a lot of cool scenes in it, though. There's a lot of cool architecture. I don't think he cares. I like architecture. I can can like that kind of stuff. Don't lie. I think my last note is stupid ending for this movie. Stupid ending? With the... With her... Oh, well, yeah, with the the reference to the first movie. Oh, yeah, that... That was strange. Why did they have that in that? That's not even the same pod, though. What? Her... Her Her voice, her recording... Ripley signing off. They just did that. That was that was part of that was part of that was from the first film. Yeah, 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 but like it's not the same pod though. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be just closing the series, kind of like you Uh know, hey, we started here and hey, we're ending here. Yeah, Yeah, but in my mind, I was like, why? Yeah, (laughs) I just took it as cheese. Yeah, did it for the emotes. Yeah, I was not emoting for the parmesan. Well, I guess I was emoting. It was just pure anger and rage. Yeah. Arg. Why did I have a pirate? Hey, the documentary for this film is called Wreckage and Rage. Nope. <laughs> I, I understand why. Yeah. That's so funny. They pay, uh, they set the sound on fire. This this movie over. literally made it so we didn't even get to Alien 4 pretty much, though. I yeah, feel kind like, of. Like, we hated it so much that we couldn't even continue. Yeah, we were on a roll one night. We were. We watched all three. <laughs> this one just stopped us in our tracks. I'm like, hey, do you want to finish? No. Do you want to finish? Not really. 
Yeah, I think we probably just watched something different. We just went to bed depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? I want to jump into some flames and kill myself, man. <laughs> hey, peeps. Thanks for listening to this podcast once again. Geek Cinema thanks you for your support. Uh, if you want to support us more, go subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app. And then join us next week for Guardians of the Galaxy. I say next week. It's coming out on Sunday. I should mention that. Uh, we'll have a podcast on Sunday for Guardians. And then next Wednesday, we'll have a podcast for Alien 4. Alien Resurrection. I don't I'm These names, you know. Other than that, go online. Facebook.com slash GeekCinemaPod. Twitter.com slash GeekCinemaPod. And on Instagram at GeekCinema. Or our website, GeekCinemaPod.com. Say hi. Give us suggestions for movies you want us to go over. Anything. See y'all next week or Sunday. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo!